Amen. Good morning. It has been a while since I've been up here, so rock and roll. You know, like, the worst thing I could do is just drink coffee and listen to 80s pop, and I did that on the way here, so I'm pretty fired up. So this could go two ways. It's either going to be 15 minutes of chaos or an hour and a half where I just don't stop talking. So be ready, because I've done both. (laughs) But it's good. It's so good to be back here with all of you. It's, it feels like forever. It really does because I've been cooped up in an apartment, sitting in a one bedroom apartment with Katie and Keely. <laughs> one bedroom apartment. It's like a dungeon, but it's great that they're there. Um, but Katie and I have missed you guys so much. We really have. Um, so as many of you guys know, I have become a father. <laughs> bring it up, bring it up. Yes, 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 yes. And for those of you that know me, that is scary, that I have become a father. Um, so her name is Keely Michelle McClure. Oh my, I can't even look at it. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna lose it here. Um, we call her Keeks. She is beautiful. She is everything we ask for. Um, I mean, you can call her what Pastor Brian likes to call her, Keyled or Keeled or whatever he put up. I think that's Hebrew. I wasn't sure what he put up on Instagram, but it, that's not her name. Don't call her that. It's Keely or Keeks. You could call her that as well. But Pastor Brian, thank you for that. <laughs> She'll probably love being called Keyled. Um, but let me tell you, looking at her, it's still pretty surreal to think I'm a dad, to think I was a part of this. <laughs> pretty crazy to think about. But to be honest, I am so excited, and it real, really hasn't sunk in completely. I mean, the part that sunk in is that we're going to be spending so much money on diapers. <laughs> that part sunk in. Because you can literally change a diaper and think it's only going to be one diaper, but it ends up being three, and you're like, how did this happen? In two seconds, I went through three diapers. This is crazy. This is scary. Let's hope we make it through. We have grandmas here. We have grandpas here. We have my mom, Mima, down there. She's super excited. We have Oma right here. That's Katie's mom. Super excited. We have Jaja, Katie's dad. We have Bipa. D- two syllables. That's all we go, okay? Apparently with grandpa names, that's what we go. But I didn't really think anyone could be more excited about me having a kid than me. But if you meet my mom, <laughs> it's very possible, and it's true. She is way more excited than me. Apparently, I didn't even think that was really possible to even be that excited, but my mom is. I get calls every day asking about her. So I want to go to the next slide here, because I want to give you guys more of a candid moment into our life. <laughs> so if any of you have ever taken newborn baby pictures, <laughs> sorry, Polly, she did these, which all these pictures are Polly, which are great, but it is an absolute nightmare to take newborn pictures. <laughs> So you see Katie, she's the glue of our family, right? Katie is beautiful, smart, gorgeous. Look at her. This is her. This is like, this is candid Katie. You get me. (laughs) Goofing it up, not taking it very serious. And then you got Keeks doing baby things. Probably about to cry because the ribbon is in her face and we didn't even know that. So this is Katie. Day, what would it be, day like 15? Or no, it would be day 22, stuck in the apartment. This is what happens. (laughs) Taking pictures and loving our child. This literally has nothing to do with the sermon today. I actually didn't prepare. I was just going to talk about this the whole time, but I guess we'll just see what the Spirit does. (laughs) I couldn't contain myself. I wanted to share it. Katie wished she could have been here. Keeks, 
she doesn't even know about this, so she probably wish she was here too, but who cares? <laughs> but I can't say enough how blessed we really are to be a part of this church family. Uh, you guys have been great in praying for us, for bringing us meals, to just caring for us. Uh, I couldn't imagine doing this alone. I really couldn't. Or just Katie and I. Grandparents, you guys have been great. Aunts, uncles, Funkel, as you like to be called. Fun uncle. <laughs> kind of weird, but... To be honest, it's very, very, I don't know, life-changing to think I'm a father, to have this church surround us and to love on us. But I can't promise you that Keely's not going to get brought up again in this sermon, because she will, definitely. <laughs> but let's get our heads right, and let's pray, and let's focus on the moment, let's focus on God's word and what he wants us to know about faithfulness. So let's pray. <sighs> Father God, I just thank you so much for this new chapter of my life. It's a scary one, but it is one with you. Uh, you bless Katie and I with this child, and we don't take that for granted. We are loving every minute, and we are loving seeing you in the new light, understanding your love a little differently now as being parents. But Father, I pray for this moment. I pray for this day. I pray for this talk. I pray that we all can open our hearts to your word. I pray that my words not be my own, but they come from you, that they carry weight in helping people take that next step. Father, be here, move in this room, and again, I pray that you open my heart to receive what you want to be said here today, and I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. As a church, we have been discussing fruit of the Spirit. So over the past five weeks, we have went over love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. It's been awesome, really, to get into the fruit of the Spirit and start to understand what that really means. And it's been powerful to me. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's been really hard for me, too, because it's been very convicting, and it's kind of brought to light some of the issues I was having with this kind of understanding the fruit of the Spirit, because I was falling, I was, I, I was falling a little short in there. I was kind of going about it all wrong, and we'll get more into that. But I want you to open your Bibles to Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23. And we're trying to get away from electronic Bibles, so if you have your Bible, please open there. And if you don't have a Bible, there are Bibles under the seat in front of you. Um, and let's read this together. And I encourage you to take notes because it's, nothing's better than looking back on notes you've taken and seeing kind of where your head was at maybe a year ago or a couple years back, and it's, it's kind of life-changing to do that if you, if you really practice that. So this is what it reads. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. So as you all know, the fruit we're going to be focusing on is faithfulness, right? Faithfulness. I was pretty pumped when I heard that I had this one. <laughs> Does anybody want to kind of guess? Because I used to be a youth pastor, so I don't like just sitting up here and talking at people. So anybody want to throw out what they think faithfulness is? This is, oh, I see a hand. Good job, <laughs> Nate. Believing in something without actually seeing it. I like that. Anyone else? Good luck beating that one. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll move on from it. So, actually, that is true. You're not wrong. But what, God, or what Paul uses in this, in this scripture right here in the Greek 
He uses the word pistis, and I looked it up. That's how you pronounce it. I didn't go to seminary, so I don't know all the Greek stuff, but I did. I had to have it pronounced to me because I'm like, I'm not going to say that right. <laughs> but what it means, it, it means to be persuaded or to come to trust, okay? And we're going to focus on to come to trust. It might not be what you think it means because we all kind of get caught in this loop of thinking we know what faithfulness is, right? It's pretty straightforward. Faithfulness is the foundation of what it means to be a Christian or a follower of Christ. We all learn it. It's literally the key to our salvation. And one of like the most famous verses in the Bible, Ephesians 8 or Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9 it says this. It's not up there, so look. So just kind of hear me out on this one. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, and not of works, lest anyone should boast. See key, or faith is the key of our salvation. To be honest, I thought I had this one figured out. This is preschool Christianity, right? Faithfulness. You and I are saved by our faith slash trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because of his perfect work on the cross, right? To forgive our sins, past, present, future. I want to say that again, past, present, future future your sins are forgiven so that our names would be written in the book of life so that we may spend eternity with God in heaven. Oof. Mm. That's soothing. That's powerful. Those words carry big weight. But I think they kind of get muddled a little bit because we talk about them all the time. Faith, this, faith, that, have faith. Believe in that, believe in without seeing, trust in this. It gets watered down. But it's the key it's the key to our salvation, right? I can be done right now. I can just say, you guys got it. Great job. Case closed. Let's talk more about Keeley and get on with that. It's faith. We all know what it is. But let's just say God humbled me in a big way, especially in the context of the fruit of the Spirit. So for much of my time as a, as a follower of Christ, I wasn't experiencing the fruit as I think it was intended to be experienced. I was... I became a Christian, I think, yeah, it was my senior year in college. Um, from there, I went on to work with at-risk youth and later became the youth pastor here for a couple years. And let me tell you, I read Galatians a lot. I love this book. It's a great book that Paul read or wrote. And I taught on it, <laughs> taught on it a lot. So I thought I had it all figured out. It's pretty simple. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Be faithful to God. Man, was I wrong. And each week, everyone that's preached on these topics has made this point, and it needs to be reiterated over and over again how important it is. But see, as time went on, even when I was working with at-risk youth and I was becoming the youth pastor and doing that, it seemed that me being a Christian became increasingly harder. It just seemed like my love felt hidden to me. My peace was like a scarce luxury. My kindness and goodness felt forced. My patience was not there. <laughs> my faithfulness was a roller coaster ride that had more downs than ups. It's hard. This isn't easy. It isn't easy being a Christian. Don't let anyone fool you into thinking that. That you're just going to someday accept Christ in your life and nothing bad's going to happen. That nothing is going to tear you down. That you're not going to feel depressed at times. Or you're not going to go into lulls. You're not going to go down. It happens. But, this, 
But the sad part was, is I had no idea how to get out of this funk. And this funk carried with me for a long time. A long, long time. It felt like I was pouring myself out constantly. In faithfulness, faithfulness to God, faithfulness to this church, faithfulness to my wife, all these things I was pouring out. But I had no idea how to fill myself back up. And it wasn't happening. It just felt empty. I felt alone. I felt scared. So I did, I did what every good Christian does, right? I prayed harder. Got in the Bible more. Those are great things to do, and I encourage you to do them. But they're not the only way. There needs to be a shift up here. So I kept praying, and I kept saying, God, like, I'm being so faithful. I, it, it, hear me there. <laughs> I'm being so faithful, God. I'm telling God this stuff. He knows where I'm at. God, I'm being so faithful. Why, why is this so hard? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel empty? Why do I feel alone? And see, being the youth pastor, I was too ashamed to have these feelings of emptiness because I felt like I couldn't say these things because I, I had to be the standard. I didn't want to let kids down and make them think like, man, this guy, he's struggling and he's the youth pastor. It's hard. It was a very taxing time in my life. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't reaching out. I was just sitting there in my, my loneliness and my self-grief. It was hard. It was so hard. But see, <laughs> then Keeks comes along. And then God is talking to me a little bit more. God's in my life a little bit more, but I'm still empty. Then Brian calls and says, you want to do a message? <laughs> you want me to do a message? Sure, we'll try this. I'm feeling down. It's like, why would I want to preach right now when I'm in a very deep, deep, deep hole, I feel like. I don't think this is time for me to preach. And I was worried about that. But God being the God that he is, the faithful God that he is, meets me there. Meets me in that moment. All the perfect ingredients there. Keeks. Me being in a, a lull. Me preaching on faithfulness, which is something I'm struggling with. Then God gave me this thought. And thinking about it, it's not very deep, but it's a thought that came in and it, it changed the way I was thinking about things. So Keeley is only three weeks old. <laughs> Hear me out on this. Keeley is only three weeks old and has the full faithfulness of God. The miraculous part, she has not done a single thing to earn it. The full faithfulness. She's so cute. <laughs> but see, you and I have done nothing either. We've actually done probably a lot of more worse things. Lied, we cheated, we've done things that we're not proud of, we've sinned. But God is still there in full faithfulness. That's powerful, guys. That's very deep. That no matter what you've done, what I've done, what we continue to do, God's full faithfulness is in you. <sighs> to hear that, to hear that where I was at, hurt. <laughs> but hurt in a good way. Hurt in a way that drew me near. That said God, or God saying, come here. Forget about what was happening. Forget how you feel right now. I am here. See, I was looking at the fruit of the Spirit so wrong. I was trying to muster up my own power to produce faithfulness and keep from falling short, or I did keep falling short. 
This caused me great pain and confusion in my walk with Christ. And maybe some of you can understand that. We get kind of sucked into that thinking of, I'm going to come to know Christ and here comes Easy Street. I'm going to walk down Easy Street. No, it's not. (laughs) It's definitely not that. But man, the journey is so worth it and so perfect. It's God's plan and it's God's will. See, this pain and confusion wasn't allowing me to stand free in the faithfulness of God. So why I tell you this about my life is because I was looking at faithfulness and the other parts of this fruit of the Spirit so wrong. I was doing everything in my power to be faithful to God. Key words, my power. My power. I was so focused on what I can do instead of finding my power in what God has already perfected and instilled in me through the Holy Spirit. I was a mess. I was looking at me. I wasn't looking at what God has already done. I wasn't leaning into that. I was leaning into, Chase, get up, dig your feet in, work harder, be more faithful, be more loving, be more kind. And I was so wrong to think that way. And we can all get caught in that. We can all, and maybe you don't feel like you are, but are subconsciously, We live in America, and this is a place where you pick yourself up, this is a place where you dig your feet in, and this is where you just work harder, and that fixes all our problems. Not with God. Not with God one bit. See, faithfulness has become so much more about God's faithfulness than us being faithful. So much more about that. See, faith is a gift of God. Remember that. Faith is a gift of God. It's also a fruit. The faith by which we are saved is not of our own doing. It's nothing you've done. It's nothing I've done. It is all glory to God. See, faithfulness comes from God to us and then is exercised by us through the Spirit. We're, kind, we're a vessel, if you think about it. We're the vessel, coming in, going out, coming in, going out. That is the mindset that we need to have, especially with faithfulness. See, the Spirit works faith in us. Let's go back to Ephesians here. The same Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. If you stop right there, you're like, yep, my faith, it's my faith. I must faith harder. (laughs) I must be more faithful. That's what, if you get caught, you can do that so easily, get caught in your own way of getting to God. But if we keep reading, and it says, and that of not yourselves... Right here, it is the gift of God. It's God's gift. It is his gift to you. It's not of our works. Least any of us should boast. I boasted plenty of times. It's easy to. You do one little cool thing in the name of God and you want to boast about it. You want to tell your Bible study. You want to tell your men's group. You want to hear what I did? I fed the homeless. Right, Ethan? We fed the homeless. (laughs) It's great. It is. But we can get caught in that that it is God moving you. You're not moving towards God. God is moving you. Remember that. Live in that and your life begins to change. See, you and I are saved because of faith or faithfulness of Christ, not our faith in Christ. And it's the faithfulness of Christ that we are saved. The fruit of the Spirit we've been talking about produces in people a life of faith and confidence. See, I was missing that. The confidence was gone because I kept falling very short. 
I kept messing up. I didn't have the words. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't preaching the word enough. I wasn't going out and telling people about God. Me, 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 me. And it hurt. See, I had no confidence because I wasn't leaning on anyone besides myself. Not a good place to be. Not a good person to lean on. But see, the question is, are you exercising the faith that is in you? Or are you only looking for God to be faithful? Think on that for a second. Are you exercising it? It's there. It's in you. The moment you accepted Christ, you have these. You have the Holy Spirit. All of these. You don't have one. You're not better at one than the other. You have all these. They're right there. And God wants to use them through you, especially faithfulness. See, this faith, this fruit is grown by the Spirit. It is a gift of God. It is time that we live in it, that we do not sit back and let us try to do it on our own, not let us try to do it with each other, but with the main one, God. It's great to have each other. It's great to try to do it. But if you lean on the right person or the right being, which is God, your life's going to change. Your outlook's going to change. You're going to look at people very different. These fruits are going to take on a whole new meaning in your life. They did in mine. And it might hurt. And it might make you rethink like, man, I've been going about this very wrong in my life. I've been relying way too much on myself or others and haven't been relying on the most reliable being in the universe, God. So we need to focus less on getting more faith, but focus on using the faith you now have in Christ Jesus. And I don't say that lightly. I say that in full confidence because in that is unlimited power. Your faith is weaning and like I said, a roller coaster ride, as is mine. God's isn't. God's is perfect. God's is holy. God's is all powerful. Lean into that. It only makes sense. It only makes sense to lean into something like that. It's time we do that. Faith is trust, as we said earlier. It means far more than believing in God. It means believing God. That's not easy. <laughs> I mean, the fruit of the Spirit involves trusting God with our lives, with our kids, with our families, or with, with everything, walking in trust that He has things under control. Now, you may be like me, and you don't give that out sparingly. You don't give your trust out sparingly. People have hurt you. It's the way it is. Maybe you're a person that needs proof, right? Someone needs to earn it. And I'm going to be very honest. God doesn't need anybody, especially me up here, telling you how faithful and trustworthy he is. It's written down. It's right here. I mean... This book is littered with God's faithfulness. It is a story about God's faithfulness. Old Testament. We get to the Old Testament examples, and this is literally just the tip of the iceberg stuff here, right? And if you want some of these, if you ever want to read part of these, get into them.
on your own strength, but into Christ's strength. And in his faith, you will grow. Thank you. Perfect. Can you guys hear me again? (laughs) Great job, John. See, as a follower of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. Okay, John. Good man. See, as a follower of Christ, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, faith should be producing in our life as faithfulness in all things. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't have the answer. I don't. But it's time to take a good look in your life like I had to. It's hard. But man, it is so worth it when you get to meet God in that place. When you get to meet God in your weakness and you get to meet God in your turmoil and you get to see how much he really loves you and how faithful he really is. No matter what you've done, maybe you said some bad stuff about God. I have. But God has loved me and worked with me through that. See, you and I cannot bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit with our own strength. Remember that. Keeks definitely cannot do it. See, I cannot love. I cannot have joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control by myself. I can't. And I won't. See, but the Holy Spirit who lives in me, who lives in you, that believe in Christ, that trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior is the one who gives me the power to love. Gives me joy. He gives me peace. He gives me patience. He bears the fruit in my life to have faith and to be faithful. As I said before, faithfulness comes from God to us and is to be exercised through us by the Spirit. So I challenge you today that we don't have to muster up our own power to do these things. We don't. It is there because the Holy Spirit is there. The Spirit is there. You see, and I can see that we have the power. We have it. It's there. It's there. And know that. Have confidence in that. Remember, though, that faithfulness is not something to be kept to ourselves. It's not. This is what this series has been about. It's not keeping this faithfulness. It's not keeping the fruits to ourselves, hoarding the fruits or the fruit of the Spirit. It's not. It's not what it's about. It's about getting it, knowing we have it, and giving it out. It's so much better when you do that. So much better when you step out in faith and show that you're, you're someone trustworthy, that you're someone that wants to be there for someone else, just like God does for us every day. Every day, no matter what. See, when we do that, we get to share with the world the glory of the one true God. That's powerful. That's deep. That's, that's almost unfathomable. You just, what am I doing? I'm glorifying the one true God by doing these things, by going out. It hits home. It, 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 it makes you feel so small, but so powerful <laughs> that we have a God that is with us and a spirit that moves through us to produce these fruits. See, I want you guys to know that these aren't spiritual gifts. So don't get caught in the trap that says, well, you know, I'm better at joy than I am at patience. No. God and the Spirit move in all these and all of these are in you because the Spirit is in you. 
possible. Through leaning on the Spirit, through leaning on Christ, the fruit is produced. And you will notice that and you will feel great. You will feel filled up because you're not leaning on your own power. So this is what I wanted to end on. This is something I didn't prepare for. So if the worship team wants to come up and we'll go to these slides right here, I won't get another chance to do something like this. And just so you know, this is a fact. Learn this in a 10-hour baby course, just so you all know. Yes, 10 hours, crazy. This is maybe the one thing I walked away with. When a lady gives birth, I'm not going into that, don't worry, for kids. <laughs> Actually, the, the man, his testosterone drops 40%. I, know, I can feel this because I cry all the time. I feel very emotional, and I know I'm going to cry doing this, but bear with me, okay? So what I'm going to do, I'm not staring at you guys. I'm going to stare here. I want to speak truth in the Kiwi. I want witnesses to hear me say what I'm going to say. That's why I can't look at you, because I'll cry harder. And I'm not like a good talking crier. I'm more like... <laughs> it's not, and she, she needs to hear this someday because I want her to hear this and I want her to know how loved she is. <sighs> Come on, Chase. You can do it. Okay. <sighs> Keely, you are so loved. So, so loved. You have so many people around you. They're all behind me right now that care deeply about you. No matter <laughs> what you're going through, what hardships are to come, you have a community here. <sighs> and as your dad, I will fail. told you this could be hard. <laughs> I'm going to fail you and I'm going to fall short. But I want you to know I love you so much. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change. I will be there and I will love you. But most of all, God loves you. God knew you before I did. God is so faithful to you. God in his perfect love will never fail you. He is gonna be there looking at you as I look at you in this picture. That's how you look to him always, helpless, but so loved. God will be there forever. No matter if you don't believe in him or not, he's gonna love you and chase you, climb over mountains to get to you, bust down doors to know you, and I want you to live in that. So, let's pray. Father God, 
You are so, so good. I thank you so much for Keely, my family. I thank you for the hardships that I've been through to know you even more. I thank you that I get to share in a church like this and have family like I do. I don't want to take it for granted. I just want to know you more and serve you better. I ask you to take Keely in your arms, in your perfect ways, love her, have her know your love. Father, use me in any way you see fit. Use Katie in any way you see fit. Teach us your faithfulness. Help us to feel your faithfulness. I am so loved. We all are so loved by you. Help us to find peace in that, to find joy in that, to find patience in that, to find faithfulness in that. God, we love you, and we raise this time to you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.